welcome to The Conversation. This podcast is produced by QSource as part of Medicare's quality improvement organization efforts to share information, educate clinical staff, and encourage improvement through best practices. Each episode discusses a topic that is timely and applicable to you, your staff, and patients. In this episode, the conversation is about workplace wellness. QSource's Education Outreach Coordinator, Tara Hatfield, leads a conversation with Patrick and Megan Rittberger from Meso Solutions Corporation about the large and small ideas for better workplace environments from the lessons learned in the field and in the boardroom to create healthier individuals, teams, organizations, and communities. Now, let's get this conversation started. Hello, everybody. My name is Tara Hatfield, and I'm the Education Outreach Coordinator with QSource. Today, we're going to be talking about workplace wellness, and I'm super excited to have Patrick and Megan Rittberger with us. They're with Mezzo Solutions, and I would love for them to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit more about what they do at Mezzo. All right. Thank you, Tara, for having us. Yes, so I'm Patrick Rittberger. I'm the co-founder with Mezzo Solutions. My name is Megan Riffberger, also co-founder with Meso Solutions. And what we do at Meso Solutions is we focus on making wellness simple for individuals, communities, organizations, groups, really anyone who is focusing on their wellness. Such a timely topic for, for our work environment today. What do you guys think a healthy work environment is? And what is it that we've lost that makes fostering a healthy work environment more difficult? Looking at that first part of what you were asking, what makes a healthy work environment? For me, the first thing that pops into my mind is community. Having space where you're supported and having space where you can consult with peers, receive guidance. I also think about policies that respect work-life balance because If we don't have that work-life balance, it really hinders our ability to take care of ourselves. And if we can't take care of ourselves, we cannot show up to be the best people we can be in any of those spaces, professionally, personally. And I think also tying into community and policies, having some type of process where employees, team members are able to provide feedback on how their work environment is. I think really focusing on giving people an opportunity to speak up, voice their concerns, voice their wants, their needs, and then be able to really impact change in their environment. Yeah, and I think to add to that, why that makes that topic so big right now is we just came out of the biggest pandemic any of us have ever experienced in our lifetimes. And what that pandemic has done is put us in corners. It's distanced us for our own safety and for the community's safety. But with that, you know, what have we lost? And really what that is, is that connection. We become disconnected from our peers, sometimes our family, and especially in our workplace with everyone working remote. I know personally, when I was still working for organizations, I was remote for almost two years. That was very disconnecting. It didn't help the work environment feel very healthy. So really, it's this disconnection that we've experienced due to the pandemic that's making it even more difficult to have a healthy work environment because it's difficult to put everyone into a box in an organization and keep it a healthy place when the world is thriving. It's difficult when we're experiencing these huge, complex, difficult problems such as a pandemic. 
it just makes it even harder. It's tough, but it's something that we need to work towards is find a way to become connected again at the workplace. That connection is so important. Where do you think that connection begins? Do you think that starts from the, the bottom up or is that a top down level approach? That's a great question and it's a difficult one because I see value in um, both of those approaches. But I would say personally, I think that a healthy work environment really starts from the top down. I think that looking at the bottom up approach, employees, staff members, team members can take care of themselves and bring the best selves to the workplace. Team members can provide ideas on things that can help in the workplace to make it a healthy, thriving workplace. But I think that without the top down being accounted for, looking at those policies, policies really create the environments that we work within. They create the boundaries of opportunities that exist. So looking at the top down and, and understanding the policies, I think is a really important piece. But I think that that also lends us to look at what can be done at that bottom up piece as well. So sometimes, just to throw it out there, Megan and I have different perspectives on, on how, how we think about things, because Megan's a licensed clinical social worker, and my background's in public health. So I think of more the population-based, where Megan's brain always goes to the individual, which is an amazing pairing. I think it's great when we work together. And what I think about, too, is how we show up at work, how as workers, as employees, as team members, how we go into an organization and how we can help them have a healthy work environment and a healthy team with our own behavior, our own morals, our values, and our beliefs. And what I mean by that is thinking back to back in the day when we lived in, in tribes and villages. So let's think about, you know, we all work together for a common goal of survival. And that's kind of how we work in, in organizations as well. So we come together and we share resources and we, we work together on a common goal. But in order for that to be a healthy environment, there has to be so many things in place. And one of those things that we really try to encourage organizations to work on, everyone from the service providers, the front office people to the CEO, is the ability to walk through empathy and walk through life with empathy. And that's an important concept because we have to be able to put ourselves in other people's shoes when we're working with them, either on a team or if we're serving them in a, a customer relation or a helping relation. And we have to be able to understand that other people will show up sometimes in a, a difficult place in their lives. Not everyone's coming from a pristine environment where People are taking care of them and they have all the resources they need. They could be coming to work and not have anything and be under-resourced. And we know that that causes people frustration and stress and different things. So it's important for the employees, so the bottom down, so when we're looking at the, the employees that come into work, they also need to come in with empathy and know that their coworkers might not have everything that they have or might not have, have had the opportunities that they've had. And same for the people they're serving. So it's, it's really about the top-down creating, like Megan was saying, those policies and that space for people to thrive, but then us showing up as team members to mm -hmm. also make sure that we're doing what we can to help our team members and our organization. So it's about being a team player as well. I think that that empathy piece, taking care of ourselves, 
being prepared for what the workday is going to throw at us to the best of our ability, understanding that there may be limitations. So when we take care of ourselves, we show up in a way that allows us to do the work that we need to do. And then I think that that also allows us to be empathetic. And then going back to what I was saying about that top down being, in my opinion, the the most important piece, I think that that is where the policies can really make sure that individuals that are coming from all walks of life that have had different experiences are supported by equitable policies. Definitely looking at both pieces, but understanding that that structure that is created by policies in any organization really has to allow for equitable access in the workplace, equitable support in the workplace. And then I think that the bottom up approaches can be that much more effective. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick moment and pause for a message from our partners, and then we'll be right back. It's time we understand the opioid crisis and stand together as a community to save lives. In just one year, Indiana saw drug overdose deaths increase by nearly 33%. But anyone can save a life during an opioid overdose by quickly administering naloxone. To receive training and a free naloxone kit, reach out to shiphappens at harm-lessindiana.org. It's completely confidential. Contact shiphappens at harm-lessindiana.org. Welcome back, everybody. We're still here with Patrick and Megan Ritberger from Mezzo Solutions. Patrick, on your website, you have a lot of resources about mindfulness and self-care. How can employees incorporate these two practices to ensure their mental health and wellness remains intact in the workplace? That's a great question, and there's no easy answer, so I'm sorry for that. (laughs) But what we always encourage every organization and employer to do is to never stop trying and never stop learning about how they can improve their employees' health and wellness when it comes to mental health. It's an ongoing game. We're gonna be playing it forever, trying to find ways to create healthy opportunities for our mental health and the mental health of the people that we're trying to take care of in our organization. Some of the things that you see typically are employee recognition events, employee programs that are geared towards kind of a one and done event where maybe they put on a a webinar or they bring someone in for a training. What we really try to do is make sure that you're integrating this into a long-term plan. So making sure that you're not doing one and done, but a continuing program. So making sure that you have the EAP services in place for the employees of your organization, if those are available to you. If not, it's being aware of What community resources do you have that you can connect your employees to? Typically in communities, there's community mental health centers that can be an affordable option for individuals and organizations. There's also private practice uh, mental health practitioners that you could reach out to. Um, And even through Meso Solutions, we offer a program called the Feel Good Portal, which offers education about mental health to organizations where we can create a, a custom Feel Good Portal that connects them to education about mental health, but also local resources that are defined by the organization. So helping the organization and the employees find what is existing in their community that can help them with their wellness and help them with mindfulness and self-care. I wish there was an easy prescription that we could send off and and connect someone to, but it's an ongoing process. In your work that you've been doing, 
Do you have any examples of, of an organization that you've come across that has excelled in employee wellness? Did they have a best practice or something that they were doing that just really showed that their employees were thriving and you know the environment was was a pleasant one for them? I would say going off of what Patrick was just talking about with there not being any gold standard, we've definitely seen some helpful or good practices. And we have seen some that we would say have not been so helpful. And this is something that we talk about a lot. And we say that there is no gold standard because each workplace is so different. Workplaces are focused on different goals. They're made up of different people. And kind of like we were talking about at the beginning about the worth of the person, the needs of the person, are being integrated into the, the worth and the needs of the organization, um, it's really important to make sure that each workplace is gathering feedback, so looking at that bottom up, and then creating policies that are reflective of what is needed by the employees. And we understand that there can be limitations here. There's not going to be a one-size-fits-all, which can make this even more difficult. And as we talked about before, being in the age of COVID, that adds an additional barrier. Jumping in and looking at some of the examples that we've seen that have worked really well, one big one is encouraging employees to turn off at the end of the day. So workplaces that actively encourage their employees to have that work-life balance. I think I was touching on this before, but if we are able to take care of ourselves, that's going to be a benefit not only to us. Self-care is for us, but self-care is not selfish. Self-care helps us show up to be the best person we can be in different settings. Self-care is really that piece of our, our health care that we do on a regular basis. It's something that we do to make sure that we're maintaining our health and addressing any health problems that may exist. An example of an organization that didn't do so well when it came to best practices for employee wellness really came down to not knowing the employees on an individual level. And what we mean by that is we worked for this organization, Megan and I did, in the state of Indiana that had a bunch of different offices. And the thing that they did for employee recognition was mail out gift cards to people, which is great. Money, money is great, right? We like getting gift cards. The issue, though, was that they were sending gift cards to people that did not align with their not only their dietary restrictions, but also their geographical locations. So we'd be getting gift cards for, for shops that were in a different, hundreds, hundred miles away, literally. And it, it felt very disconnected. It felt, mm -hmm. it felt like there was this, this big corporate organization that we, we committed our lives to and spent so much time volunteering for, but also working for, and they didn't even know enough about us to, to get us the right gift card. So it's that kind of mentality of we have this great idea and we're going to take it to our board and get approval to send out gift cards to the entire staff. But when it comes to the practice, what are you doing to make sure that you're actually knowing the individual and the employee and taking care of them? Because your attempt at improving their wellness and recognizing them could actually backfire. That is what makes me think about some of the other work that we do through Mezzo, which is helping communities become healthier. And one of the practices that we use in that is really understanding that local problems require local solutions. What I mean by that is the fact that 
if you're going to improve your employees' wellness, you need to talk to your employees. You need to find out what they need and find out who they are and make sure that what you're working on and what you're trying to provide them is actually needed. The disastrous ones that we've seen are the blanket attempts to improve wellness without even considering the employee mm -hmm. to begin with. It's always important to have those conversations and have those discovery moments with your employees to find mm -hmm. out what could actually improve their wellness, not just what we think is a good idea, because you probably have great ideas, but the best ideas are going to come from your employees. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been absolutely wonderful information. How can our listeners get a hold of you? Yeah, definitely. So visitors can visit our website at www.mezzosolutions.com to find out all of our free resources that we have around mindfulness, self-care, uh, and different things. We also have some online courses available on that website and our entire list of uh, workshops and access to our feel good portal. And also you can find us on pretty much every social media channel, uh, mm -hmm. find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And we also have a new podcast we've launched called Mezzo air that you can check out. If anyone would like to just reach out directly to get more information or connect and talk, we can be reached at hello. That's H E L L O at mezzosolutions.com. So you can just send us an email and get, get connected and we can talk more about what their needs might be and explore some solutions together. Well, thanks again for joining us. This has been some great information. Thank you to our listeners who have tuned in and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining the conversation. If you found this conversation of interest, we encourage you to join the conversation by visiting us online at qsource.org forward slash podcast. The conversation was produced by QSource, the Quality Innovation Network, Quality Improvement Organization for Indiana, under a contract with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Contents does not necessarily reflect CMS policy.